welcome to a quick Conversations of Change podcast with Dr. Jen Fram. We have a change chat with one of the leaders in the change management field. Hello, everybody. It's Dr. Jen Fram. I'm here with our change chat again. And this time we're going right across the globe and we're heading to Africa and Nigeria in particular. Today, I am absolutely delighted. Um, we've been able to seek the time of the very lovely Glory Eninaya, and I'm going to completely mangle her surname, but... <laughs> as I said, it's fine, dear. Thank you. Glory, <laughs> welcome to the Change Chat. Thank you so much, Dr. Jennifer. I, I'm so glad to finally be here. Yeah. I'm a fan of your work. I downloaded your thesis, your PhD thesis, and uh, yeah, it, it inspires me because I also want to get a, a, a doctorate in the uh, not too distant future. So, I, yeah, I so I'm, I'm happy to be here with one of my mentors. <laughs> yeah. That's lovely. So for the benefits of the listeners, uh, Glory is, she wears many hats. She is an entrepreneur. She's a change consultant. She's a blogger, and she's uh, very soon to be a published author. Um, Laurie, perhaps we can start with the question, what do you do during your day? How do you spend your days at the moment? Okay, so I divide my time between three main activities. I do research into change management. I do training and then I do, of course, consulting. So on the research side, I generally like to keep on top of um, trends and change management in my space. So I do a lot of reading and, um, of course, it, you can't just keep taking in. At that point, you need to give out. So I've also written, uh, partnered with some um, reputable authors to write mm-hmm. book chapters. I've written a book chapter for uh, the, the book. It's published by Wiley, Practicing Organizational Development mm-hmm. by, uh, yes, um, with um, Roland Sullivan and um, a couple of academics from Pennsylvania State University. I wrote about my most recent transformation program. I also, I'm also writing a book chapter with Professor Obadji. She's a professor of organizational behavior and human human behavior and organizations. Writing a book, she's writing a, a book on public sector change, change in Africa. So I'm contributing a chapter and a case study based on my own experiences. So that takes up most of my time. Then, of course, there's my blog. I have a blog at uh, Change Catalyst, www.d-change-catalyst.com. And then I also um, write on LinkedIn. So that's, <laughs> that's the research book of my dad, one third <laughs> of what I do. Then the other um, bit is training. So mm-hmm. I, I recently signed an MOU with the Human Capital Management Institute. Mm-hmm. Um, it's an international change management organization. That it's in all 80 countries. So I'm the Nigerian representative. So we are certifying, we're bringing, what I'm trying to do is bring a globally recognized change management certification into the Nigerian space. And, you know, the, the, the certification happens to be a qualified uh, training provider for the ACMP. So it actually qualifies people to write the CCMP. So I'm promoting that. I have my first class coming up in July. I'm promoting that, and um, yeah, I also speak at conferences. So yeah. I, I, I spoke at two this year. I spoke at Dubai, the Middle East, at the conference yeah. for the ACMP Middle East. 
So tell us about that because I think one, one of the things that I find really interesting is um, Africa is a massive continent, right, and, and it's got hundreds, you know, of, of countries in there, thousands of languages spoken. So a conference that's around Northern Africa and, and the Middle East, what is it like? Mm-hmm. What, what's the topics of conversation? Well, okay, so uh, interestingly, I, uh, I, it was my um, first time of being literally the only black woman in the room because <laughs> every other person was um, either from the Middle East or, or thereabouts. So uh, it was a bit of a culture shock. But with time, I, I began to see that as the, as the speaker started to present, I, I found out that, you know, we are more similar than it appears at first across cultures. So I could relate to a lot of things the speakers were talking about, starting from um, Sadaf Khan. She's a business change manager in Emirates Airlines. So she spoke about the need for change heroes or what we call sometimes called super users or change agents in, in, yeah. in change management. Then we had um, Robin, Robin Joppy. She's American. Yep. And she she spoke about uh, ethics and compliance so implementing an ethics and compliance program in organizations using change so that was really it came home to me because uh, um, ethics is one of the things that is a priority in Nigeria so like um, in, um, developing like a national ethos and coming up with national values that can translate into a a corporate and organizational lives. So yeah, that was really key for me. The ethics, change management and ethics, particularly as I had, I've, I've, uh, I recently worked as the research manager in the, in the leadership and ethics research institute. So yeah, so Robin, Robin's talk really resonated with me. Then we also had a Gavin, Gavin Weddle. So <laughs> Gavin was one of my, his presentation was absolutely at the rock star level because he yes. He achieved something that I had been thinking about for a while. So he he's created a change management uh, software, sort yep. of, that you know completely automates the change process. So you know it it develops communications plans for you, uh, deliverables, everything helps you track it online, and you know makes it very empirical and objective, which was absolutely fascinating. So he he actually revealed that at the conference, and you know. It, it got everyone's attention up, definitely. Yeah. Then we had Kabas, Kabas Shire. She spoke about uh, using story to manage change at Lego. You know, I think Lego at the time, at one time, was the was the most um, value, was the most popular brand in the world, or something. So she was, she spoke about how the role of change management and um, implementing the reforms that helped them achieve that. That milestone. Then of course there was Mark Dorset. He's from Prosci. So incidentally, Prosci was the getting the Prosci education was what launched me onto my change management career, which I, I told him as much. So yeah, yes. <laughs> when, I, when I was in Accenture, I I went to Cape Town, South Africa, to get the Prosci certification, and and the rest, as they say, is history. So yeah, mm-hmm. so I was I was really happy to hear from him. He spoke about. Uh, measuring change capability using the Prosci methodology to measure change capability, which was which is something I'm I was trying to um, introduce to a client in Nigeria, a bank. So that was very 
yes. helpful. Then you know, so many, so many great speakers. Um, Elias spoke about Lean Six Sigma from yep. a business transformation perspective. You know, Hanani spoke about leadership. She 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 runs a leadership consultancy. You know, so I mean, like I said, um, yeah. different perspectives, but still pretty much speaking the same change management language, just across across it's different borders. Isn't that special that you can have that much diversity, but there's still the common themes? But but it's tell me, the same thing. yeah. Mm-hmm. What did you speak about? What what were you speaking mm-hmm. about? Okay, so I spoke about um, my most recent transformation program. I, I recently led the West African arm of a global deployment of SAP and business processes. It was, at the time, I think that was 2015, 2016, it was the largest SAP deployment in the world. So it was like change on a huge scale, 180 countries for a, a, a multinational. So I led the West African arm and I, incidentally we did very well. <laughs> we did we did we did well so i shared some of the key success factors some of the things we did that helped us uh land change so successfully in west africa yeah so can can you share with the listeners some of the just a snippet perhaps or something that that you found that worked really well in that context okay so okay well okay so perhaps i'll call on the i'll uh, contrast this particular change with a couple of other change initiatives I've been involved in. So yeah. for me, what, was, what, what stood out on this program was the level of uh, discipline that mm. was um, employed in rolling out change. So it's almost, some people think, try, try to see change management as an art, which to an extent it is. But also, it, there's an aspect of it that is scientific and almost empirical. So we had... Um, we had change management there from the word go. So right from startup to blueprints to realization, there was a change management aspect of it, as opposed to other projects I've been involved in where change management is reduced to a one-week intervention <laughs> before you go live or even a, a post-adoption you know, intervention. Yeah. So after you go live and find out all of a sudden people are not using that. So, okay, let's get the change manager to manage the change. So this, one, this uh, program was different. The, the management of change was very proactive. Mm-hmm. And they had a, a four-phase a four uh, change framework that we used. So encapsulating uh, learning and capability development, uh, developing a case for change and new direction, leadership and sponsorship, and then stakeholder communication and engagement. So within each for each aspect of element of the framework, we had several outcomes, change outcomes that we tried to achieve. So yeah, and then of course I can I can overemphasize the importance of collaboration. Yes. So we worked as a team. You know, we were we worked as a team, and you know, um, our leadership really did a good job of rallying everyone around and keeping everyone's spirits high. So yeah, it, it makes a difference. All, all's well, all's well that ends well. Yes, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Oh, and it's lovely to have a few of those examples up your sleeve because, you know, it, it sets you up well for future programs. Now, um, I mentioned before in the introduction, you're a soon-to-be published author. Do you want to tell us a little bit about the book that you've written and, uh, you know, what some of the, the the key principles are in that? Okay, thanks. Thanks a lot. So, um, so the, the, the name of my book is Mastering the Change Process. It, 
the idea for the book came uh, shortly after I left Accenture to work as a chain, as an independent consultant. So, uh, with my decision to specialize, I realized that you know the more projects I worked on, the more I began to develop my own model or my own way or my own perspective on how best to manage change. And I felt, okay, why not share this with the rest of the world? So the book is actually um, based on the Cleos change model. I named it after my company. And uh, it talks about the five phase. Like you said, you can use the acronym SIMPLER to simpler? summarize. Mm-hmm. Yes, simpler. so change made simpler. <laughs> I like it. Anyways, yeah. <laughs> thank you. So although that's a bit misleading because change is never simple <laughs> yeah but just just for for it's a good memory aid so the s is for stakeholder analysis so it begins with creating a vision and then finding um have, once you have a vision of the future you find out who are the key stakeholders who are going to be affected by this change and then how do you you know you analyze them come up with a plan for managing them you uh appoint a change agent network across the organization and you mobilize them and, you know, get, get people on board. So similar to Cutter's first two or three phases, we talk about creating a vision and mm-hmm. uh, a coalition for change. Then it goes to the impact assessment. The second stage is the impact assessment where having, uh, having identified who the key stakeholders are and having come up with a vision of the future, you bring them together in like, what's called a, a, a high-level a high or a detailed change impact assessment workshop, where you play to them, this is the vision of the future, and then you get their, impact, their input on how that, that future vision is going to impact their organization across culture, roles, skills, te- technology processes, organizational structure, reporting relationships, everything. So it's like, you know, it's a full... Um, it could almost take a week, depending on the scope of or on complexity of the program. So once that is done, the outcome of that is the change impact assessment report, which is like your roadmap. So what it says is, these are the key changes ranked by high, medium, low. These are the expected impacts. This is what will have to be done to um, to manage this impact in the organization, whether it's communications, training, organizational alignment, or whatever. So all these things now feed into the third phase, which is the plan, where you bring everything together. And then you break it down by milestones. So you have your communications plan, you have your resistance management plan, you have your training plan, you have your sponsorship plan, you have different kind of plans, and then you execute, which is the E. And of course, in the course of yes, so there's S is stakeholders, IM is, is impact, PL is plan, yeah, PL is plan. That's clever. E is thank you. E is execute, which is um which speaks to, of course, executing your plan, but with regular checkpoints called um, change measure, change readiness assessments at every, at every key milestone. So it's like a pulse check of the organization to find out where they are on the change commitment curve. And then, of course, after you go live, then the final stage comes in, which is reinforcement. So okay. you, we no longer want to hear the word change, but... The, it has to be the way we do things around here. So the change has to stick, you know, in the organization. And, uh, yeah, that kind of completes, completes yeah. the loop of the process. So, yeah, so I, I have the book is chock full of um, templates, uh, checklists. It's very practical. It's supposed to be. It's not um, an academic 
academic book. It's a very practical book. My my dream was uh, I, while I was writing, I was envisioning so maybe uh, a project manager, an IT director in a multinational has been charged with the task of um, managing change on mm. a huge deployment. And he's literally never done change management before. And so what does he do? So in order to bring that perspective in, I even weaved in a story. So I have a case study of someone called David, you know, so it, it yeah. reads the face. So each chapter is prefaced with uh, a scene from David's life. So, you know, first of all, where he first gets the, where he first gets the rule, his apprehensions, and then, of course, the chapter, then the challenges he foresees, and then the chapter goes ahead to give the solution to the problems. And then, you know, there and there, and it keeps going on until the project is landed and everyone is happy, and and David gets his double promotion <laughs> to director or whatever. So, yeah, so the idea is to ap- appeal to both people, to people's minds and hearts. So, yeah, yeah, engage them mentally, but also engage them emotionally so that they can see change as something that is real, something that, you know, that uh, could happen within their organization and which they can, they can manage very successfully. I love it. It sounds fabulous. It sounds fabulous. Oh. Now, thank you. I think, as, as I mentioned before when we began, there is such amazing diversity in Africa and I know that um, through some of my other colleagues from countries in Africa, they get really frustrated that we treat the continent as one homogenous group, you know, that yeah. we you know, <laughs> be really ignorant around the cultural diversity in Africa. What would you like the listeners to know and understand about doing change management in either Nigeria or the other countries in Africa? What do you think we should know? Hmm. Okay, so, uh, well, first of all, I I would, um, like I said, like I mentioned earlier from my observations in the conference, we really have more similarities than differences. So with the exception of um, some changes, some differences due to maybe culture, disposition, and norms, but really change this, like for instance, in the chain management uh, project I was on, uh, the change was managed the same way, whether we were in, for the, for the, the organization in London, in Milan, in Australia, in West Africa, we all followed the same framework and, you know, we got very good results. So I would say um, the only difference would be, okay, so in, in, in uh, Nigeria, for the, on the pro side, we are naturally resilient <laughs> and uh, positive and very hardworking and also driven people. So we just might surprise you as being, you know, bringing our A game to the table and, you know, just being really positive about the change. Yeah, we, we, we're early, we tend to be early adopters, so we take change on. The con, the only con would be because we're very uh, communal, most times people don't like to comp- be seen as being given negative feedback mm-hmm. or complaining 
or rocking the boat. So they may be uncomfortable with the change, but they tick all your happy happy sheets. They say, oh, yes, 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 we love it, we love it. And then they go back to the office and you're surprised. <laughs> Did we not train you? Yeah, you've gone back to what you were doing before. So most times you have to rely more on observation and hearing mm-hmm. What is not being said because people will not come out open. Unlike maybe I think Western, West in the West, people are more assertive and they're more open. And you know, they can tell you, you know, this this change is not going to work. Nigerians will never tell you that, especially if it's their boss. <laughs> so they'll just pretend and go along with, oh yes, fantastic idea, we're on board with the change, and then you know they go back to the organizations and pretend and nothing ever happens. I think Eastern cultures. I think I hear a lot of that happens in Japan and. Um, China too, they're more, you know, conforming. Uh-huh. Yeah. So to use that word, that's what you need to to watch out. You know, you could go into a meeting, everybody's smiling, and we look all happy. Yes, yes. Meanwhile, <laughs> a lot of dissension in the team. So you just have to be more politically astute. But other than that, like I said, whatever the models that work in the US, that work in Spain, also work in Africa. Yeah. People are smart. We're we're deeply committed, and you know. Yes, so change is change. Change is change. That is fantastic insight. Glory, that uh, 20-minute change chat has gone ridiculously fast. We are at the end of it. Oh, my God. I know. (laughs) (laughs) We only just got started. Oh dear, please invite me back. I had so much fun. <laughs> uh, it's been lovely having you a guest on the podcast. I'm okay. uh, for the listeners for the listeners at the moment, I will have all of Glory's details on the podcast blog post that I publish. Um, we'll have her website and details about the book and everything where you can find her. And I'm sure if you've got more questions, um, Glory'd be delighted to take them. But Glory, thanks so much for your time on this change chat. If you enjoyed this change chat, then do share with your colleagues and friends. You can find more at conversationsofchange.com.au, at Jen Fram on Twitter, or Conversations of Change on the Facebook.